Howdy yokes and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're saving the human race. Or at least Matt Damon. So set your humor to 75%. And maybe stay Murph. Because today we're bringing you Interstellar. I thought, I mean, 
I was very impressed with the way Ralph presented everything in a way that I thought would be like it, it touched on points that were there was a few things that were cringy and not timeless but there was a lot of it that was like oh yeah that was a cultural part of growing up in the teens was like the way maybe not eBay worked but the way Facebook and all the other things worked fair enough okay well I mean I'll give it to you because I do, I do truly think that they're right there apart like I think there's still a pretty big gap between Ralph Breaks the Internet and Miracle as well I think I, I mean we we ranked Bumblebee below Miracle that may have been a a misstep. Yeah, I think that was a mistake. I think that that I think we'll rapidly change our mind on that one. But I, b- between both of those movies, I think there's a big gap between Ralph Breaks the Internet and Bumblebee. Then, yeah, not well, as Bumblebee's big as the one between not as the ones as big as the one between Ralph and Grindelwald. But I think the, there's you. I mean, depending on what we end up reviewing, there's six or seven movies I could see slotting in there. Yeah. So I'll I'll give you National Treasure below that. That's fine. We're about to. I feel so bad for this list. We have so many good movies lined up. We really do. <laughs> like. <laughs> I want to, and actually, I do want to put a caveat on the next probably two months of bacon and eggs. I love Toy Story. I do. I love the Toy Story movies deeply. I'm sorry for what's about to happen to the Toy Story movies. I can only think of, I believe there's only two coming up that I know for sure beat Toy Story. I think that we're going to have to start putting movies in between them at some point, and that's going to be a t- tough conversation. Um, Yeah, there's only two movies on here that I know for sure are better than all of the Toy Story movies. But what I'm getting at is there's a subset of the pop population especially the population that listens to that or to listens to our show that is sitting here right now going you already put one movie better than toy story who do you people think you are i don't know i think and i just want to go ahead and apologize to that subset of the section and i want to say that i deeply love the toy story movies i also deeply love the toy story movies. for unbridled joy there is nothing better than a toy story movie i will also say this i think longtime friend of the show seamus gorman will agree with us when we tell him what we're reviewing next i i i agree with that as well avengers endgame is going to be seamus gorman's favorite movie ever oh that is whether it's good or not no i i'm just making a call okay it can be terrible i don't think it's gonna be terrible there's but it's an unknown quantity still it will be his favorite movie ever no matter what here's the thing about endgame is it suffers from a problem where it all it has more expectation on it than any movie ever ever like the only thing that may come close is the phantom menace and that was terrible there's three ways it can go with endgame and then we'll get back to 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 interstellar but i just want to say this real quick there's three ways it can go one, it's awful. It's just awful. Straight up, like, it, the the consequences at the end don't end up mattering. They try to go too hard in one direction, it doesn't work. The other possibility is that they undo everything from Infinity War and give it its own consequences and its own ending, and it's good. Or there's like a, there's a, there's a, like, a, I think a 3% wedge in between that, where they manage to keep Infinity War good but also make it a good movie. I'm banking on that 3% wedge. I think that 3% wedge is possible, but unlikely. My but fear... we'll find out in a couple months, and there will be a, what do we think is going to happen in Avengers Endgame Sunday brunch? Yeah, we will be doing that. Um, so on Interstellar... Go, so bef- give me your review again, real quick. Again, before my review, I want to read a positive oh. review from a okay. professional critic, but I have to pull one up first. Well, I've got a negative review while you're pulling that up. I've got one from Andrew Graham of the Detroit News, and he says, Interstellar is a grand undertaking, but in shooting for the stars, it loses its footing. It goes to infinity and beyond when infinity would have been plenty. Richard Roper says exactly what I thought about this movie, and he says, this is one of the most beautiful films I have ever seen. Four out of four. Is that what your review was going to be? No. Okay. So tell me your review then. Uh, I agree a lot with 
what Adam Graham said. It go it it does lose its footing. I think that whole sequence at the end where he's like pushing the things into Murph's room is so stupid. I was so lost at that point. I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So had you ever watched this movie before? Yeah, I've seen it okay. front to back. The other problem is that it is nearly three hours long and it feels nearly three hours long. Oh, I it disagree. Is, oh my God. I was sitting in that chair watching this movie for a year. No, this I is... felt like I was on the surface of that one planet with the waves. This is one of those this is one of those <clears throat> rare occasions where a movie is long as all heck but does not have pacing problems. You don't think this has pacing? I, I think don't think also, this has pacing problems at all. I, I think, also genuinely believe Matthew McConaughey was the worst person for this part. Really? Yeah. Okay, so who would you have picked? Christian Bale. It's, uh, well, it's Christopher Nolan though. Exactly. He did great in Batman. And the Prestige, but he it's it's the it's the Harrison Ford I would, problem. I would have taken Hugh Jackman too. Oh, I would not have. No chance. As long as it didn't turn it into a musical, he would have been great. But you need Okay, so are we going to are we going to just do go spoilery with this or are we gonna try to not uh i mean here's the thing people it is on sale right now on itunes for ten dollars it's probably available other places that's to own it it's 3.99 to rent i bought it because i knew that it was the most beautiful movie i'd ever seen i bought it in 4k and i was very pleased with that decision there is okay so it is i think i texted you this i may have just said it out loud instead of texting you that happens all the time and then i get mad at you for not responding um hmm. long story anyway yeah i do that i'm like ah, i need to tell tyler something and then i don't do it and i'm just like that son of a jerk he just never texted me back and then i look at i look at the messages i'm like i never said anything that's why <laughs> had this great idea i just didn't say anyway um this is one of the most beautifully shot movies ever christopher nolan is a master director yes full, he full stop end of story like the prestige beautiful all the batman movies beautiful inception beautiful this was his and i haven't seen dunkirk still for some reason i don't know why but this was his as far as i'm concerned his masterpiece as far as cinematography goes but that shot with the camera on the side of the spaceship happened probably eight times too many oh yeah i agree with you there that was the one thing where i was like this is just i don't know if you guys ran out of budget because 165 million honestly seems pretty cheap for this movie yeah but like that is lazy that is you strapped a gopro to the side of your car and said this is movie making. I agree with you there. I'm surprised you have anything negative to say about this movie because I watched this film. Oh no, that's the end of my criticism for this movie. Because I watched that's this it. film and I, I was like- I didn't like that shot. This is the most Ethan movie I've ever I seen. I have, okay. So I didn't even see this movie when it came out because I don't think I really knew what it was. Um, But I love movies about space, specifically like science fiction movies about space, like movies about like our space. space. Yeah, achievable space. Inner space. Yeah, but when I say inner space, people People get weird about that term. There's no good term for this, but like less Star Wars and Star Trek, more gravity. You liked gravity? No. Okay. <laughs> but everybody's seen gravity. One best picture. It's Alfonso Cuaron. I did not see gravity. Fun fact. It's not bad. My understanding it's not is bad. that it just, it's not bad it, at all. It, it, it's a very well-told story with poor pseudoscience. Uh, sort of. It's just not really a story. I don't, it's very short and it just, there's not a whole lot of like, there's not a whole lot of stakes to it. Like I never once believed that she wasn't going to make it back to earth in one piece oh. right it did win best picture it did win best picture because it was a it was it was you know it was the lone survivor movie it's alfonso Cuaron. it's it is beautifully shot uh, it's got sandra bullock and george clooney and they're the only two human beings in it really i mean no but pretty much so there's yeah i mean there's shots back on earth i would imagine not so many as you would think it really it really failed on like uh make me believe this character to me anyway we're not talking about gravity gravity whatever best picture it was good enough 
If you've never watched a like space exploration movie, you could probably start there. It'll get you in the door. I think The Martian is one more people have seen. Well, The Martian hadn't come out when gravity happened. But The Martian also takes place almost entirely on a planet. Yes. The Martian's like space castaway. Yeah. That's not a problem. I love The Martian too, but there's not a whole... Like, it's it's the, it's the spaceships that do it for me. Oh, the spaceships? The, tra- the travel, me. the like, the black hole sequences, that the, that the relative gravity kind of stuff. And the, and the science in this movie does work. I mean, no, it doesn't. More so than other space movies. Yeah, but like, if you travel into a black hole, you just collapse and die. You don't well, yeah, solve okay. time travel. No, <laughs> so we're <laughs> like, spoiling the movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. No, I do. I do not have. Like, I get. I get your complaints. I hear them. I am listening to the, not you specifically. You, the human being that watched this and was like, "What was that ending?" I get it. I. I am not naive to the fact that like, there's a little bit of wonky storytelling right there at the end. There was also a shot leaving Matt Damon's planet. Which, by the way, what on earth was Matt Damon doing in this movie? Oh, because he was a reveal. He was. A, he was just. Uh. He was like the because they, they didn't say it, the way he wasn't like listed as in the movie. Yeah. It wasn't like. Starring Matthew McConaughey and Jessica Chastain and Matt Damon, which then, right. then like two months later, The Martian came out with Jessica Chastain and Matt Damon. Yeah, that threw me off. Matt a Damon bit. In, in a white and orange spacesuit, and I was just like, "Hang on." They just took it right from the set. Yeah. Um. But no. Yeah. When they rip Matt Damon out of that thing, and you're like, Matt Damon. <laughs> right. That's a big like. The first time you see it, that's a big reveal. It's a big shock and awe moment. That needed to be that doc, Dr. Man, the best of us, the guy. He needed to be somebody, a recognizable face, like a, like a kind face. And you know what? I, I thought that he turned in one of his best pieces of acting in his career in this movie. You, you did? I did. I did. I 100% did. And I'll tell you why. Because the first time I watched it, they pull him out of the thing and he's sitting there talking about how alone he is and talking about the misery after like he thought he was alone until the robot died. And then uh, he's talking about the surface and all the probes he sent down and I believed him man I believed it he I was sold on the part I was like Dr. Man's gonna save him this is it they found the thing they found the planet they're gonna go down there he and he and uh Coop are gonna go search the planet and then he turns and I'm like you Matt Damon that was the thing was that hang on let me finish though let me finish so that time this time I was watching it and I never really paid attention to this before but I was trying to watch it from a a critical perspective and this time I could I could hear the the ingenuity in his voice I could I could hear the lie that I could hear that like that character from the Oceans movies. I was, I could hear him be lying, being Linus, trying to lie to people. I don't know. I just felt like, I felt like he sold it too well. You know, it's like you're a, you're a great scientist. You're not a master poker face. But that's what I'm saying is that that that. that he is, and he sells that part on a second level that you would only catch on a rewatch. Yeah. So I do. I, I truthfully I th- think that that was one of at least his like his later. Once I started doing grown up movies, career. I felt like Doctor Man. I expected to be much older. It's cryogenics. I get it. Like it's all relative. He has he hasn't aged. You don't age in those things? No, you don't age in those things. Weird. So yeah, he's been asleep for uh, 40 years or whatever. I would have thought he was older going up. I felt like, you know, if you're the best of best of man, you, you must have a long decorated career of, of being the, the best of man, not like... I mean, you can you only know, be so old to be... An astronaut. An astronaut. Am I still in that time frame? Because sign me up. I'm going to space. Uh... I think you've probably missed the boat. Really? I feel like people who figure out that they're going to be astronauts figure that out at, like, 16. You think so? You're not in shape for it. Ugh, I could get in shape for it. You could, but I don't know if NASA would, like, you got it. You 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 didn't get the education. You're missing a lot of the characteristics. Unless I they, mean, like, would... unless NASA really, like, perfects, or or Elon Musk is like, we're going to do a podcast from space. I'd be all in. Oh, yeah, it's Elon not... Musk, podcast from space. I'll change the name of the show to Space and Eggs. <laughs> 
I can, I can picture it now. You go on Cinemaholics, and John Negroni is like, and this is John Negroni coming to you from the internet in California. And this is Taylor Taylor coming to you from me. <laughs> oh, man. That would be a good time. Um, but no. And 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 I realized when when we started when you were like, hey, we're gonna do Interstellar. I was like, all right, I gotta watch this movie. I gotta be prepared to go to bat for this movie, both on the show and in the comment section, because like I think I listed this as my number three favorite movie of all time when we did the like the list. Yeah. And I I don't know if it was two, three, four, whatever, wherever, six, seven, anywhere on the top ten. It, it remains there. Absolutely remains there. You think so? Absolutely. I just thought like I didn't care about the whole dust thing at the beginning. I felt like why does he like murder? so much more than he likes his son that was frustrating i thought the little like square robot things were that's the best you can come up with i also just don't like the over glorification of nasa listen i'm all in space exploration is awesome if we're gonna have a nationalist nationalism like push and we want to compete with another nation on getting to the mars fastest with a person like sign me up for that as well i'm all in but like nasa is like running earth at this point yeah in secret yeah that's dumb. Why? I don't know. Did like America take over the planet and decide the scientists are going to run everything? That's not really the American way. It should be, but no, it's I just think, not. I think NASA's running America. How did that happen? Because America fell apart. What did happen? Did I miss a detail in the beginning? Why is there no people? There's a There was a blight. There's no food. What is a blight? Like, that's what kills plants. Oh. What about the animals? There's no animals in this whole movie. There's no food. People are starving. Also, I don't think that you run across a whole lot of animals in, like, Iowa cornfields. Maybe you do. I'm might be wrong but like unless there was like a like a moose walking through there you probably wouldn't even see it corn's pretty tall right but if you're making a movie about like the problem with our food shortage i think the exclusion of animals is an interesting thing i was under the assumption they had already killed and eaten all the animals yes that was my assumption as well, but I don't think a casual viewer would notice that. This is not a casual viewer's movie. This is no, this is an unapologetic you have to watch this at least twice movie. Yeah. It's a Christopher Nolan movie. I mean it's 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 the it's the prestige in space. Yeah, there's two Matthew McConaughey's. Well, yeah, kind of. Only instead of really being there, he has to hit the piano strings of time to make books move right he's murph's ghost yeah I, so so ex expound upon your issues with this movie then i i mean like i really really enjoyed this movie let me be clear i had like a lot of fun watching this movie i it's really that ending to me was just like what on earth is happening right now what are you do, flying through this um i didn't like the robots i thought that they were dumb really I didn't like yeah oh i, I love the robots uh when one of the robots on the water planet turns into like a wheel and rescues the girl i was like well there's no reason why any of you should ever not be rescued from anything at this point you can the robots can do anything right but they could only grab one person at a time right but if they knew that sars or whatever could do that why didn't the other guy run back to the ship because he hesitated they're not that was dumb. They, they, they literally gate this is the conversation they have in the ship after after doyle dies whatever his name is on the water planet when they're waiting for the engines to cool off, Matthew Conaghy's sitting there like, y'all don't have any survival instinct. Nobody taught you how to be space rangers. You're just scientists. You're you're used to sitting in offices, and this kind of thing don't happen in offices. Theory's different than reality. Right, exactly. So that dude was just like, there's nothing bad that can happen. I gotta stare at... at, at um, and I, I kind of got the vibe, I don't know if this is implied or whatever, but I kind of got the vibe that he had like a thing for Dr. Brand. What do you think of Anne Hathaway? What about her? In this role. In this role? I loved her. Hmm. I thought she did a really? great job. Yeah. Yeah. thought she did a great job. I have no, I have no complaints with any of the performances. None of them. I really loved, don't. I loved Matthew McConaughey in this role. Did you really? Yeah, because he needed to be that guy. He's not the, he, he was a pilot. He's, he's not the scientist. He's not the like daring, dashing action hero type. 
He's a lost pilot father trying to save the world for his kids. But he also there's, is there's a like, scientist, and he's the greatest pilot in history. Right, but there's not that many people you could have picked that, to play that role that I would have believed the dad half of it. Christian Bale? Never. Action hero. You think Christian Bale's an action hero? I ne I, I, if you put him in that party, would have been. I never would have believed that he cared about Murph. Never. I never would have believed he cared about Murph. Matthew McConaughey is he's so much more every man than that. Matt Damon could have done it. No, he couldn't have. Oh yeah. No, he couldn't have. No, he could not have because then it would have just been. It would have just become. He he's he's too action hero. Because he's Jason. Because he's yeah he's Jason Bourne. He's you know. He's the guy. Elijah Wood. It still looks like a child. I know, but he's the guy from Spy Kids 3. Yo, I want to see this. Pause on this. It's, an, it's, I think, a big network TV show, and it has nothing to do with Elijah Wood, but you can see where I'm going with this. It's got Daniel Radcliffe in it and Steve Buscemi playing God. Yeah, I think it's on TBS. Yeah, I want to see that so bad. Steve Buscemi is God. I saw that show, and then I read an ad for it, or like I saw it on Facebook, and I read the comment. The first comment was like, oh, so God's a white guy, huh? And I was like, man, you are missing the point. Steve Buscemi is God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, is Bruce Almighty literally on crack? Yeah. But I, uh, just up there from Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe for the same person. Yeah, I got you there. Um, I don't know. I thought Matthew McConaughey was perfect. He's like his whole career prior to that point, because this is before Dallas Buyers Club. His whole career prior to that point had been selling us on like why he deserved the chance to be in a role like this. Because this is before Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, I did not know that. I think Dallas Buyers Club was 15. No, this was after Dallas Buyers Club. That was 13. Really? Yeah. Huh. McConaughey, Leto, Jennifer Garner. Oh. Anyway, yeah, Jerry Leto, best supporting actor. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, but his whole career, he was he was Mr. Rom-Com and Mr. Cheesy Comedy. He, he's all right, all right, all right. Yeah, he is. He's the Lincoln lawyer, man. He's the guy. Like, he had been casually selling the world on why he needed to be the dramatic lead in thought-provoking action movie and it worked because i believed the dad aspect i believed the pilot aspect you know there's i mean there's a couple other people that could have done it but they just wouldn't have been right like uh tim allen i would have believed tim allen yeah no he's too old he is too that, that, that's what i'm saying though is that like he you, you had to you had to have somebody that could believably be like 40 which there's a little something wonky with the timeline there too either that or they were just down on that planet for more than they were saying because when he gets back he's got the telegram from murph where she's like i'm as old as you were when you left which would have made her 33 which would have made him 33 when he left and i would never oh, he's got like a 15 year old son and i would never believe that that guy was 33 years old yeah and he cares more about murph because he doesn't realize that tom is smart that was frustrating to me he though. doesn't the fact see... that he would like he only cared about murph was like right annoying. but it's, it's, it's a flaw is a flaw in his character because he doesn't realize that Tom is capable. He just, Tom just wants to be a farmer. Tom wants to grow up and be his dad, but he doesn't want to be a farmer. Therefore, he resents the fact that Tom wants to be that way and, and has to live that lifestyle. But Murph doesn't want to do that. He sees so much more of himself in Murph. To a fault. Also, the score. Hans Zimmer. Cheers. Oh, yeah. The score Another was one. amazing. Another one, Hans Zimmer. A, that a was God really cool. among men. That was amazing because that was like, uh, it was almost like a, uh, what am I trying to say? It felt like a like an 80s video game score. Oh, yeah. Especially once they, once they, leave they start trying to leave dr man's planet or what's the the tension between that happens and you get that organ music going on mm -hmm. and it and it happens and it continues to swell and swell and swell and get bigger until the point that that man blows his own spaceship up and dead silence they a lot of use of the dead silence in this movie just like it was it was as good 
not better, but as good as the use of the silence in Last Jedi. That was sweet. I, I mean, The Last Jedi, it, it could never be a zero because of that moment. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. But, yeah, the, this just, I mean, you, you, you can't poke holes in a Hans Zimmer score. <laughs> like, you, you just can't. I will say, by the way, th this is definitely a one. I feel like, you know, if, if you want to know what a beautifully shot movie is. Oh, know, yeah. I mean, I mean a, good God. A, an example. Five minutes into it, I looked at my mom and my girlfriend who I was watching this movie with, and I'm like, Christopher Nolan is a god. He makes corn look cool. Yeah. Like, they're standing with an old beat-up truck in a cornfield, and I'm like, that is the coolest place I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And, I mean, this is one of those movies where, like, I don't even, I couldn't even begin to fathom how they got some of those shots, like, where those landscapes were. Because I get that, like, a lot of it's green screen, but you gotta have some, some sort of base like where did, oh yeah where did they go to to replicate dr man's planet oh, you mean the ocean planet no the ice planet oh the ice planet no that one i don't know i don't know where on earth that could be the ocean um. the ocean planet gives you such a wild perspective because of the fact that the the ship is just landed in like three inches of water yeah but then how on earth does it make these giant waves there's a lot of the whole planet's water right but if it's only three inches of water i mean like i mean i think it was more than three inches but that's why that's only three inches of water is because they're in the middle he said it himself they're in the middle of like a swell a swell low point that was a wild and that's the thing is this movie just keeps hitting twists it keeps hitting twists and it keeps hitting like hard moments yeah like they get, there's a lot they, of twists and turns they get back from the water planet uh i can't remember miller M dr miller yeah uh, they get back from the water planet and they step out of the spaceship and they know it's been a long time and you know it's been a long time because they did a good enough job of explaining the like you know every hour is seven years or whatever right thing and so you know, you get back and you get off the ship and you're like, okay, it'll have been seven years or whatever. And and Romilly opens up the door and he's got the gray beard and it's just like, I have not seen another human being for 25 years. Yeah. And you're like, holy crap. Okay, well, this is the worst I'm going to feel in the next five minutes. And then, no, Matthew McConaughey sits down to listen to the videos and he has to watch his son grow up and he has to watch his grandson die. And he has to watch his, his, his son abandon him. And you're like, okay, this is the worst I'm going to feel in the next five minutes. And then he starts talking to Murph. Yeah, and then Murph and shows like, up. Bam, bam, oh, and I'm just sitting there on the couch, like, oh my God, leave me alone. Yeah, stop. Good God. Yeah, and Murph's Merce all of a sudden grown. She hasn't talked to him in 30 years. And you're just like, whoa. All right. Matthew McConaughey stays young the whole time. <laughs> There were so many great jokes. So what? What is is that old school? That uh, what movie is it? Varsity something? Whatever. When he says the like, that's the thing about high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and there, there were so many jokes about this movie. <laughs> Word. About like that's the great thing about Matthew McConaughey. His kids get older, he stays the same age. <laughs> oh God, he's been in some weird films. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he had a rough stretch there from '02 to '05. He was not in a good movie. Is that like the failure to launch days? No, it was Rain of Fire, How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, Tiptoes, Paparazzi, and Sahara. Which I always liked Sahara, but apparently uh, critics did not. I saw Sahara like a year ago. That movie sucks. <laughs> Does it? I mean, it was it was cool when we that was like what 2004, 2003 or 2005. whatever. 2005. 2005. Yeah. We saw that in theaters and it was awesome because we were 12. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Sahara sucks. Sahara, really? Sahara's a bad national treasure. Sahara's a bad national treasure. Uh, and then he was in literally from from 2002 to 2009. He was in three good movies and they were Tropic Thunder, Magnificent Desolation, Walking on the Moon 3D, and Frailty. We Are Marshall is. Is it is a negative? It's a forty-eight. Really? Failure to launch is a twenty-four. Uh, the Evil Knievel story 
is not scored. Return of the Thundering Herd is not scored. What on earth? Is that like a follow-up to We Are Marshall? It is. That is not. Oh, it's a documentary. That is that not he even narrated. listed. On, yeah. Okay. I was gonna say that is not listed on his acting credit. Yeah. Is he narrated the documentary? Fool's Gold was an eleven percent. I remember watching Fool's Gold at the gym one time because they had a room where they would just like play movies and you could like work out while the movie was playing and it was like a thing. I remember really enjoying that film. Like it really sucked me in. But I was probably just because I was on a treadmill and it was a good distraction. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then he was in. Then he was in The Lincoln Lawyer. And then he was in Mud. And then he was in Dallas Buyers Club. And then he was in The Wolf of Wall Street. And then he was in this. Uh, Magic Mike is getting eighty percent. Bernie in eighty nine. Killer Joe is a seventy nine percent. I haven't He's seen any of those movies either. No, I've never seen those. But just giving you some points. But like, if you want a good Matthew McConaughey movie, go watch The Lincoln Lawyer. Go watch Mud. That too. Go watch Dallas Buyers Club. There, there's a yeah. There was a very clear. I think. I think you could pinpoint where it happened. It was Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Yeah, where he was like, I'm just not going to do this he took, anymore. He took, took 2010 off. Took 2010 entirely off and came back and was like, all right, all right, all right, is dead. I'm a serious actor now. Right. I do good movies. I was talking about this last night. I was talking about this last night. I firmly believe that in 100 years, when like the history books are closed on this part of time, and we're... You know, there's somebody, you know, our grandchildren are on, like, the classic movie channel, ranking movies and actors and everything. I think that Daniel Day-Lewis will be remembered as the greatest dramatic actor of this generation. I agree. And I will tell you why. It's not because Daniel Day-Lewis movies are my favorite movies, but Daniel Day-Lewis will not take a bad part. Correct. Christian Bale's been in a lot of bad films. Right, but he's also been in a lot of really good movies, but Daniel Day-Lewis... At least in the last, like, in living memory, like, since the Crucible. Because he doesn't act in a whole lot of things. He waits for the right part to come along where he can just totally snap. Yeah, and be Daniel Day-Lewis. And it's ridiculous because, like, like... He made, like, a three-hour and 30-minute Lincoln biopic that people were like, this is the greatest movie ever. He's been in, looking at his list, according to Rotten Tomatoes, he has been in three rotten films out of one, two, Which three, are four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen... 17, 18, 19 acting credits. Three are rotten. The three are A Man's Story, where he played actor, so probably not even, like, a thing, probably just a documentary or something. The Ballad of Jack and Rose, and Nine. Nine was not his fault. I don't know what Nine is. It's like... It looks like a burlesque movie. Yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis turns in an incredible performance in a bad script. That's Guido Contini. But, like, he's made, what, six or seven... or. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He's made eight movies since The Crucible, including The Crucible. And that was 1996. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the dude dude sits on his parts. He didn't do a movie for five years. And then three, and then two, and then two, and then three, and then six. Yeah, and came back with Phantom Thread, which was like this close to winning Best Picture. Yep. Man, this dude can act. Yeah. Have you seen Lincoln? Nope. You should watch it. Three and a half hours? Are you kidding me? I I don't think it's quite that long, but it's it's long. (laughs) And it it, it is, it is, it feels every bit of it too, but it is a, like. It is two and a half hours long. It's like watching Picasso paint. Really? Yeah. Like you're, you're sitting there and you're like, I don't quite get what's, you know, this, this is a lot, but like I am watching a master working. Yeah. Anyway, Interstellar is definitely a one. I, I cannot express how much I love this movie. Like I, if, before this, movie came out, I would have told you that Christopher Nolan was my all-time favorite director. Now, granted, I have gotten into a sort of different kind of film in the last four years. Is Chris Nolan still your favorite director? 
No. Who's your favorite director? That's it's it's tough to say right now. I like a lot of different directors for a lot of different reasons. I feel like when you pick a favorite, well, because you have this weird pressure to like. I have this problem with the with the Marvel movies where I feel like I'm supposed to pick a favorite hero, but then it's like, yeah, but I I really like all of them. Right. Well, see, here's what happened. Here's what here's what happened. I can tell you that Christopher Nolan was no longer my favorite director. Like about an hour. No. About an hour and 45 minutes after watching this movie. Why? Because here's what I did. I went to Redbox, right? And I mm-hmm. picked up Interstellar, which I'd been wanting to see, as well as Birdman. Oh. <laughs> and I watched, in the course of one day, Interstellar and then Birdman. It's so good. And I was like, okay, both of those are amazing movies for entirely different reasons. Are you a big Alejandro Gonzalez and Aritu fan? I don't know, but I got, but like that was the 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 moment where I shifted from like I want Christopher Nolan movies to like I want more movies like this. I want weirdly directed movies. Right. I want risks, and that was when I started appreciating people like Edgar Wright more. Yeah. Um. He's There's even like he's on a short list of people I would say are my favorite director right now, just from a filmmaking standpoint, from like a like a behind the camera standpoint. And as I as there... as I learn more about like making video and editing video and and doing the vlogs i'm like looking at edgar wright movies i'm like this dude knows what the he's doing with a camera yeah he knows exactly what he's doing all the time right like there is not and he's because he's the edit to the beat guy yeah where he's just got like a, a song or like a click track playing in his head while he shoots and cuts his movies i mean that's insane uh, yeah, I, I want to be, I would pay a certain amount of money to like just be on the set for a day while an Edgar Wright movie is being shot. While like they're doing a sequence like the the opening credits in Baby Driver. Where the, everything's happening behind it, like the words are all over the place. Right. The words are all over the place. The, some of those are like literally practical effects. Like there's people out there with like spray paint. Right. And they're getting. Like changing wall colors and stuff. They're getting that one Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's still, it is still like in my top 10 list of shots. What song is playing during that scene? Uh. Um, the second song on the uh, soundtrack. It's real chill. Harlem Shuffle. Yep, 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 yep. What a coffee run. What scene. a bold movie. It's so good. It's because it starts you off by making a hard pitch that a car movies are cool again. This isn't the Fast and the Furious 14. And B Bell Bottoms by the John Spencer Blues Explosion is the greatest song ever made. Yeah, that that's is, what it's got. That shot. is the hard and we pitch. Can, we can still do heist movies too. Right. We can do heist movies that like have nobody in them. Ansel Elgort wasn't nobody. This was after Fault in Our Stars. He was a nobody as far as big teen film. Yeah, he was a nobody as far as heist movies go. Also, Jamie Foxx and Kevin Spacey aren't nobody. No, John Hamm. No, I agree with that. But like, (laughs) it's not another. It's not another Ocean's movie. It's not another like Al Pacino movie. And it's not. It's not like an adult spy thriller. Oh, I know. I can't watch those freaking Jason Bourne movies. It's not like, yeah, it's not, you know, the girl who stole the baby driver. Right. (laughs) The girl with the baby driver tattoo. Right. It's none of that. It's a completely, like, original idea about, like, a car heist movie. I will say this about Steven Soderbergh, who directed the Oceans films. Uh, Another one of my favorite directors. Yeah. He makes good movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then, I mean, you got to throw it back to... and, and And this is what I was talking about, though, is, like, when I was hot into Christopher Nolan. It's like, I thought his movies were the end-all, be-all of movies, the end-all, be-all of storytelling, that, like, big twist ending. I thought that was important, and it is important. I love the way Christopher Nolan makes movies. I love the way this movie's made. I love the Dark Knight movies. I love The Prestige. I love Memento. I love Inception. But, like... Get them all in there. Make sure people don't know you just seen The Dark Knight. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, but I do. Tr I truly do love all those movies. Yeah, but I love all three Dark Knight movies almost equally. No, but we we're gonna we're gonna find out soon that you do not love the third one as much as you I. Think. I do love the third one though. They're just what they're one giant movie. Oh, I disagree. The second one is two giant movies alone. <laughs> That's correct. The dark. <laughs> I remember the Dark Knight was the first time I sat in a theater and was like, "Is this movie over yet? Does it end? Because it ends halfway through. Yeah, and then it ends again. And then it ends again." With an equally good ending. Yeah, that was two movies. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. Anyway, I love Christopher Nolan, but then, like I said, I watched this movie and I was like, holy f***ing man. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna grab another beer. I'm gonna put Birdman in. There's no way it's gonna stack up. And, it was and then bad. my mind was just like... <laughs> And I was like, I don't think I can talk to anybody else for a day. What was, so that, I mean, that would have been an amazing day for cinema to watch those two films, especially on our old, we had a, we had the TV you had for the next few years, right? Yeah. Or was that on Bertha? That was not on Bertha. Ethan and I used to have one of those like big box tube TVs. <laughs> yeah, the CRT television, it weighed like 300 pounds. <laughs> there was no option for getting your Xbox to plug into that thing. We got it. It was not. Oh, and the Xbox plugged in. I know. We had to, but well, we had to work with like the weird cables and yeah. everything. And we got it from the Salvation Army. We got it, it from the time. Boys and Girls Club store yeah. for five bucks. Yeah. We pulled in and we were like, mm. the apartment we were living in had like a spot for an old tv like right. this because it was an older apartment and it was just a built-in and we were like this is actually exactly what we need right and the, now. the guy we were living with for the past two years prior to that had a, a decent television it wasn't like a great tv it was as great as the one we bought afterward. The, yeah. The, like, yeah. The $200 Hisense that I, I still have. It still works perfectly. Yeah, the the Black Friday special. Yeah. That we, we, I think it was, we went halfsies. I think it was $188 is what I want to say. Yeah. Was. We went halfsies on that. And then, like, That's how when Tyler moved out, I kept it, and he shot me, like, a Venmo invoice. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I want my money for the television. When, realistically, I should have only paid you half of that. Depreciation. Why? Depreciation, please. How much value do you get? Get out of that television too that's dead it still works just fine it's still a perfectly good tv it, it's it, it, 1080 right yeah i mean it's not like a samsung 1080 but it's like you know you can watch a football game well, i mean it. yeah it's i i <laughs> i have a samsung 4k in the living room now 58 right. 58 inch that i'm just like god this is what you watch television yeah. on <laughs> That was a Black Friday special, like 50% off. And that wasn't, really? that wasn't like a me getting sold. It was like, I went to Best Buy because I needed a television. You did need a television. I still have a very large television that I well, didn't need a, to Yeah, we had, a, we had a 48 or whatever inch Sony TV, which is a really good 1080p TV. But like, it was, I think, LCD and not LED. And so it was starting to lose a little bit of its like... Glimmer. Glimmer. And it, it would have some problems sometimes where I was like, I'm going to wake up one day and this TV's just going to the bed overnight. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? The, the TV deals are not going to come around again for another year. I'm just going to go and pull the trigger. So we bought a TV. It was, it's 58 inches and it just barely fits in the back of a 2015 Nissan Sentra if you take it out of the box. There you go. That's how we had to drive mine home, was in the back of a Nissan Rogue yeah. out of the box. You came very close on Black Friday to getting an emergency. I am standing in the parking lot of Best Buy. It is 42 degrees that I have a television that doesn't fit in the car. Help call. I believe I was at work because I work retail. Uh, you might have been at work. I think you would have been off by then. No, you didn't. Yeah, 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 no, this was Thanksgiving night. You guys hadn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could have done that then. I could have shown up with my truck. Yeah, because we were all going to go out Black Friday shopping and then you guys were just like, nah, not this year. I don't think we have any money. I think that was the problem. That was, and that was fine. I, I, went, yeah. <laughs> I, went, I went Black Friday shopping. I got a monitor that I'm currently looking at, which 
has created a huge problem um, in my life. What is your two monitor problem, Ethan? Um, well, one of them is the sa the the Samsung curved monitor that you have. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. which I didn't think this is going to be an issue. I didn't. I honestly did not think that this is going to be a problem. But uh, the left one is the Samsung Curve monitor, and it's 1080p, right? Mm -hmm. And the right one is a Dell monitor, flat. That's 4K. So it's better. It's better, but it's like it. it they're the same. They're they're both 27 inch, but it's bigger. Because it's not curved. No, 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 no. Because it it's it's 10 it's 4K instead of 1080p, and I didn't at that point understand exactly what that meant to the point where like. When I when I drag my mouse, you know how dual monitor works, right? Yeah, you just move your mouse from. So when I move my mouse, it. it's it probably a solid th two and a half inches down is where the like cut over point starts. Interesting. So like, because oh, it's so many more so, like pixels, right? You're so many saying? more pixels tall that like there's no way to make them line up. You can't just have the Dell monitor shown 1080p no because it's gorgeous <laughs> you could just buy another dell monitor that's the problem i'm left with now is that like this was cheaper on black friday it wasn't a particularly inexpensive monitor then it was a lot more than the samsung was yeah i, I got the samsung for like 120 i got the the dell was like 250 on black friday sale oh so that's like a 500 dollars monitor no it wasn't it wasn't that much discounted but it like it would not be ex inexpensive for me to just get another one and then i have three monitors right and then you, but, but but here's the thing is you have the samsung that matches mine so you just give me the samsung right and then i have two matching monitors and then you have two matching monitors and then now as a as a company we have four monitors total <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> two per person because this dell monitor is because what i did was i looked because at, at best buy they had a whole rack of like 27 inch computer monitors right mm -hmm. and i just stood about five feet back from them and i was like which one of these looks the best that one what that one and i did and it's beautiful i do love it it's a great monitor um but yeah there's there's just no way to make it like line up so like if i if i pull the mouse over two and a half inches down on the right monitor it goes to the top of the left monitor weird and there is like a middle point where that's pretty much equal, but it's just, and it's not a huge problem at all by any means. This is, this is, this is a first world problem. You know, okay. This is a phrase that's always frustrated me. The first world problem thing. First world refers to like a capitalist economy. Okay. And then second right. world, uh, a communist economy and then third world, no economy at all. Well, okay. So I'm not, I'm not by any means saying that like I'm part of the 1%, but this is probably like a 5% problem. <laughs> Probably on a global scale, you're part of the 1%. Oh, yeah. Because you're an American. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, no, nah, I wouldn't say 1%. I don't know. 1% is small. How many How many people are on Earth? Like 7 billion? Yeah. What's 1% of 7 billion? Like 7 million? I don't know. I don't know how to... <laughs> Numbers get hard at this at this level. Plus, our European friends are going to be like, well, a this billion thing is, is a million so million, and then Americans are like, a billion is a thousand million. No, they're not. A billion means the same thing. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. What number is just before a billion? 999 million. 999,999. Yeah. That's the same okay. year or world over. No, there are parts of the world where a billion is one million, one million. No, there aren't. Yes, there are. No, there's not. That's I've how numbers work. About this. I agree. Listen, Ethan, I'm with you, and I agree with you, okay? But I've been frustrated by this problem before. I just think you're incorrect. I think you're 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 misinformed. I hope that I am because I don't want to be incorrect about this. So one percent of the world is seventy million people. So I'm not part of the top one percent of the world. You don't think so? You think there are seventy million people richer than you in the world? I th yeah, I think there's seventy million people in the United States richer than me. Yeah, yes, yeah, same. Yeah, like in the world? Yeah, no, not one percent. But anyway, this is it's 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 a top ten percent problem. Like people people in in like communist Vietnam are not worrying about the resolution on their left monitor. <laughs> 
that's what people are getting at with like a, a first world problem is that if you take even not a step back but if you just even just lean back you realize <laughs> that like this is not an issue shut up right if you just like if you just ease on back a little bit ease on back ease on down ease on down the road i don't think that's a song for you, Ethan. What does that mean? It means, I don't know, maybe you aren't the person that should be singing that song. Why? Because you're not very good at it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> you ain't Michael. I'm not saying I am. Do you have a favorite Michael Jackson song? Man in the Mirror. I do love Man. Yeah, Man in the Mirror. That or uh, Billie Jean. I like Billy Jean. I like Smooth Criminal. I honest to God, I know this is super cringy and super neckbeard and super like I have a finger eleven tattoo, but I truly <laughs> do like the Alien Ant Farm version better. I, I mean, I like them differently. I like them for different reasons. Correct. Michael Jackson is is his songs are timeless, catchy, and well written enough that they are excellently covered almost every time. Yes. Like, I think it's, uh, like, Breathe Carolina that does a Billie Jean cover that's really good on Punk Goes Pop albums. The Alien Ant Farm cover of Smooth Criminal is really good. The Fall Out Boy cover of Beat It's really good. Ooh, I like Black or White. I like Billie Jean. I like Beat It. I like Smooth Criminal. Truth be told, Michael Jackson was an extraordinarily talented human being. One of the all-time greats, and I'm very glad his name has been cleared. Yeah, that was an I exciting thing. I am very glad for that, that, like, I can just openly like Michael Jackson now. Yeah, there was a time in our lives, lives where that was not the case. That was not the case. <laughs> Michael Jackson was, like, the 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 most horrible person ever and like they've investigated his uh, everything that he's done 10 years after he died and they have found nothing you know what song was really good pyt yes you know what i don't love lil mike i don't love the jackson five really i don't there was a i really the, don't especially that version of i saw mommy kissing Santa oh Claus. my god i was gonna say the exact same thing i think that is the worst christmas I did. song i really did see mommy kissing santa claus and i'm gonna tell my dad that would have been the case I did see mommy kissing Santa Claus. I hate that version. Oh my god, it's terrible. But it's I can so I can live bad. with the you know the like ABC one two three whatever like whatever that is the one that Jay Z sampled. Yeah, that's that's all right. Yeah, but like even then I prefer the Jay Z song that he sampled that in. Actually, I prefer the Linkin Park collaboration of the Jay Z song that he sampled that in. But I want you back. What is that? Is that Cher Lloyd? Well, it was... oh. <laughs> I think that's probably what I was bam, thinking bam, of. Bam, bam. Blame it on the boogie. Bam, bam, bam. Well. Maybe you shouldn't sing that song either, Ethan. Yo, that song is a bop. Thank you for reminding me that song existed. I think you'll listen to it a few times and you'll be like, oh, this is not a bop. No, oh, that bop. song rips. <laughs> no, it does not. Yes, it does. Uh! <laughs> that was a big song. When I think, when you think high school dances, what comes to your mind for music? Uh... Crank that soldier boy. Crank that soldier boy is exactly what I think. Like <laughs> Starstruck by 303. At a school dance? Yeah, a Katy Perry version. I think uh this would have been college, but I think gas pedal. Oh my god, I forgot about that song. <laughs> yeah, oh you no. got you got those like Grab the wall. You got you got those songs to like the Dougie. The Dougie, the, the Cupid Shuffle. The wop, the Wobble. Oh my god. If I never wobble again, it'll be too <laughs> it's, soon. It's so long. Because at first, you're just like, oh! Wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. Oh! And the dance is just too hard. Right. The the foot part right. is not just but not every, obvious enough. every white girl in America automatically knows how to do it. They were born with that. With the wobble. With the wobble. But then the problem is, seven and a half minutes into the wobble, you're just like, oh my god, <laughs> help. <laughs> 
How long is that song? It's like, it is It is long. It is long. It is five and a half that's minutes gonna, I, That's long. what the number I was going to say was five and a half minutes. Yeah, five and a half I feel the same way about video. all of those line dances. By the time I'm done with three and a half minutes of down, down, do your thing, do your thing. I'm just like, stop, ow, stop. I could do, no, I could do the Cupid Shuffle for a day. I could not. That's, that's, that's a great, like, that will be our future generation's version of, like, water aerobics. It's just going to be a gym <laughs> full of old people. Doing the Cupid doing the shuffle Cupid sh and the cha-cha slide. <laughs> and then just like, one hop this time. Then everybody breaks their ankle. Cha-cha <laughs> slide. That's one uh, I love because you just never know what version's going to come on. But it's mostly the same. It's like, mostly the same. Do, it's mostly the same. Do, if you took the lyrics out, I could probably still do the cha-cha slide. Yeah. And that's the thing is you've just got a, a, a group of like dead-eyed teenagers doing this on rote memory. Where, yeah. Like you could cut the you could cut the song off entirely and they're just going to sit there and be like to the Everybody left. Clap your wings. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. Right foot left stomp. Left foot left stomp. Freeze. Now it's time to get funky. Everybody clap your hand. Have you ever seen Mr. C the Slide Man? Turn it out. <laughs> I have not. He looks like... He, <laughs> Hold on, let me look he this look, guy up. I'm watching the music video for the cha-cha <laughs> This dude looks like Ice Cube... Oh my god. Never met a groomer or a barber. He looks like... Oh my god. Jesus this Christ. Is the best thing I've ever seen. Yo, speaking of Ice Cube, the other day I watched 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street back to back. Those you movies have so much free are time? hilarious. <laughs> you science. Those movies are absolutely hilarious. Quit praying to Korean Jesus. He's busy with Korean <laughs> Those movies are really good. And the second one where where uh, Jonah Hill's dating his daughter. Yes. <laughs> he's just like, how are you, Doug? Tell me about yourself, Doug. <laughs> oh, I love those movies are hilarious. But yeah, Ice Cube, anyway. Yeah, Mr. C, the slide man. I could also not, known as DJ Casper. For money, I could not have told you that dude's name. No. I do know that when I lived in Duluth, Minnesota, he came to Superior, Wisconsin, the local local roller rink. For <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's like a good thing to do gigs, on roller skates. That's the kind of gigs this dude is doing now. You never done that on cor uh, on on roller skates? No. Oh man. No, I that haven't. That was my jam. I was. That very sounds good. like a great way to hurt yourself. I was a I was a heck of a rollerblader. Slide to the left. Ow. <laughs> I mean, you can literally slide. They're on wheels. I'm talking about like roller blades. As our roller. Skates. Sounds imagine a bunch of people at like a roller disco. I w I don't give a crap about roller blading. I think that that time is coming gone. People will still use roller blades here in 2018. Uh, 19. 2019. Whatever. Get over yourself. Um. But I think. Really. I think the roller skate, the four wheel roller. skate, Skate is a timeless invention. So you think like because like Sonic any idiot with ankles, no, any idiot Hold with on. ankles can rollerblade. Like you got, it takes talent to roller skate on the four we, wheelers. You talking about the like two in the front, two in the back, two in the front, two in the back, where you can do all the dancing and stuff. I mean, we can go to the roller rink today, and I can show you. Okay, what listen, I am not. All about. I am not any idiot with ankles. Okay. <laughs>
I will rollerblade. I left my circles left, around. No, you. I left my left ankle at rebounders back in 2013. Is it still hurting? I mean, every time, because this this will happen every now and then where I'll just step down on it the wrong way and like it'll just roll. It'll just roll because you went on a trampoline that one time. Yeah, yeah. It'll just roll and then it hurts for like two weeks and then it gets better again. But but like rollerblading is the easy option. No, it's not. Roller skating is the easy option. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's because not. You gotta. You got. You got. You got on a blade. You're you're rolling on a blade. It's like ice skating. Rollerblade? No, it's not. It is not <laughs> like ice skating at all. Roller skates are like that's what the speed skaters use. The four wheels. No. Yes. Speed skaters do not skate. Well, whatever. On... That's the that's the art form of it though. That's what they use in roller derby. Have you ever been to a roller derby match? Yeah, and those people are flying. I haven't been, but those people are flying. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. Not as fast as rollerblading. If you, like, you cannot tell. So, if you go to the roller rink right now, and somebody's out there doing a bunch of fancy moves on their roller skates, that person looks cool. If somebody's out there, like, running circles around the outside of the ring on roller blades, that's a You think so? Yeah. That's, oh, because man. Roller I feel bladers, like such a because roller bladers have it in their head that they get to go outside. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. When I, when I throw on my rollerblades, I don't think, man, now it's time to go out. Yeah, it's time to go out and, like, blade down the greenway. Blade? <laughs> Going blading? Those people. Have you, want, you gotta go watch, you gotta watch, uh, you gotta watch, uh, Rhett and Link's buddy system, the first season. Why, do they do a lot of blading? There's a, there's a whole episode, yeah. Hold on. I gotta make sure I'm correct about this. Yeah, I am. There's a whole episode where, like, Rhett joins a blader gang and Link joins a skater gang. <laughs> And it's the Is like, like the, a big the, rivalry. The, there? It's like the, the fight on the Santa Monica Pier between bladers and skaters. It's hysterical. It's episode four of the first season of Buddy System. It's absolutely hysterical. This is wild. I found a video of the inline speed skating master four man final from 2013, and the commentators cannot even pretend to care about what they're doing. Really? This is the greatest video of all time. I'm sharing right, it, it with me. you, Ethan. Speaking of In commentators, fact, I've recently learned that commentators can make any, a good commentator can make any sport interesting. Yeah, obviously. Because Why do you think people like soccer so much? Why do you think I like cycling so much? Rest in peace. Oh my god, I'm, dude, don't, why do you do that to me? Yeah, let me tell you what's not interesting is watching people bike. I'm so sad, man. Like, it's criminal. I mean, it's awful what happened to Paul Sherman, the greatest voice in sports broadcasting of all time. I just like, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what is, what it's going to be like. Are they going to have like some American guy do it? I'm sure they are. They're going to put Bob Roll in the box. Bob Roll? Yeah. From the Head Sweats Ask Bubkey segment. <laughs> No, seriously, like, I, I, Paul Sherwin dying is, is one of those moments where you take a look at your life and you're like, why why do I even do this? Like, this guy- Why wasn't I not appreciating this man more Well, no, not, not even that. It's like, this dude, and I'm not saying that, like, I'm using this as an excuse to not be in shape or whatever, but, like, this dude went out and rode bikes every single day of his life. He was, like, a five-time Tour de France rider. He led bicycle safaris in Kenya when he wasn't calling the Tour de France. What a life. Or Uganda or whatever. And died, died at 62 years old of heart failure. Like, it's just so what? Sad. How does that dude die of heart failure? Oh, I know. I mean, it's it's he did unbelievable. Everything sad. right, and honestly, it'll probably they'll probably figure out in ten years that like maybe you shouldn't do seven hours of intensive cardio every single day for your entire life. No, don't be crazy, Ethan. Everyone should do seven hours of intensive cardio. I'm just saying that might life. it might just wear your heart out a little bit faster if it's constantly like, oh my god, dude, you're you're, you're stop. 
I don't know. But yeah, I, I can't, I, I'm not, I mean, I'm excited for the Tour de France because I love the Tour de France, but like having to hear Phil call it without him is going to be really weird. Yeah, it's going to be very weird. It's not something I'm looking forward to in 2019. It's not something but I'm looking forward to in 2019. There are many good things about 2019. But anyway, a commentator can make any sport interesting. I recently got YouTube TV um, and on YouTube TV, there is the NBC Olympic channel. Where you get to watch which shows skating year round. Olympic sports year round. So like I've been watching recently quite a bit of like cross country skiing. Do you have a favorite cross country skier? I do. Uh, at least American? for women. Yeah. Jesse Diggins. She's she's the, she's the next like she's the next miracle on ice. Jesse Diggins. Now can you buy like a Jesse Diggins jersey? No. They wear spandex jumpsuits. Can you buy a Jesse Diggins spandex jumpsuit? I'm sure you could. I would not recommend it. I think what you'd end up doing is you'd just call the people that make them for Jesse Diggins and be like, hey, can I get one too? And they'd be like, yeah, what, what would you like on it? Jesse Diggins. Right, the the exact same thing. No, but that's the thing oh. is, skiing is like, uh, it's, it's, it's like running in the same respect where they just give you like a paper number to strap to your chest right can you buy her numbers probably for not very much money i don't think she sells them i am certain that if you contacted jesse diggins and was like i want to buy one of your numbers she would be like that's awesome i don't make very much money doing this oh definitely not that's one of those things where if like if, if money started being involved the the next greatest well, the, person would this, show up out of this nowhere. is this is what america's figured out about sports and what the rest of the world hasn't and this is why we have diversity in our leagues and why we have so many sports and we can maintain so many sports is because if you just throw a ton of money at it, it'll work. Right. No matter what. That start at six years old preparing to be the next best football player. Right. And there will be so many of them that the amount that get injured and don't make it doesn't even matter. Right. Like the next the next great golfer is out there playing putt putt at two years old right now. Right. Like as soon as you can walk, they've got a golf club in the hand. The next great basketball player is is making layups when he's three. Like now that's also not to discourage you if you're any age and want to pick of a sport no not at all i'm pretty sure that if you're just in good shape and have access to some snow you can go be a professional cross-country skier because there are like hundreds of people in this race are there real hundreds but that's the thing is the commentators are so interesting and i've been watching it because it's all winter sports right now because it's winter in 75 percent of the world i would say in 50 percent of the world yeah well 50 percent of the world it's it's in, it's winter in 50 percent of hemispheres but let's be real here most of the world is in the northern hemisphere it's a fair assessment Look at a map. That Russia thing is pretty big. Yeah. Um. But it's like it's like it's literally Tour de France. It's those guys, but different guys. But but every there's those guys for every sport. For like ski I'll jumping, you, for cross country skiing, for biathlon. I tell you, these uh enthusiastic Brits when it comes to sports makes sports much easier to swallow. Yeah. It's the same with soccer. You know, like. I don't want to watch soccer with an American commentator. No, well, most of these guys, because they work for NBC, are American commentators. And they, they give me hope that there's still a future yet in sports broadcasting for me. Ethan, if you want to do sports broadcasting, let's just start going to Little League games and calling them. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I could, I could go call ski jumping. I could learn the necessary things. You think so? Yeah. What do you know about ski jumping? Not a whole lot. You stand. I know that. I've done it on the Wii Fit board. I do not know why they put tiny trees all over the hill in straight lines and funny shapes. I could not tell you. Maybe it blocks the wind. Nobody has ever told me. No, not not like wind block, like 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 three inch tall pine trees. What? Do you have an example of this? Just look at a ski jumping hill. 
because they show them when they show them when when they're doing the thing and and it, it like they never say anything about it look okay this is why here's why there are tiny green plants at the bottom of ski jump hills this is an article business insider i this found is an it. article i'm not I, I refuse to read this article i can read it to no, you i don't want to know i don't want to know right now it's very simple it's one sentence that tells why i'm sure it is but like <laughs> but that's the thing is it's just like it, they ne- i've been watching ski jumping at the olympics for as long as i can remember and they've never said it i feel like that'd be one of those things where they would get on and they would be like all right the olympics are on a bunch of people have never watched this sport before let's explain everything there is to explain about this sport so you know how to play and normally they do because like but that on the on the same at the same time when i watch curling at the olympics i feel like they do not explain it to me at all really like i'm just no i I when when i watch curling at the olympics i feel like i can go out there tomorrow and curl and i'm incorrect about that but i feel like i could do it we could probably arrange a curling situation there's Ethan a there, and Tyler. There, there, <coughs> before you finish that one there's a roanoke curling club but can we make a video out of it that's the real question yeah ethan and tyler try curling i'm sure we could i'm sure it would be as simple as getting in contact with somebody at the Berglund center or somebody at the roanoke curling club and being like hey can we make a video about this we'll call it ethan and Tryler. can you teach us can we can we have two hours of your time and i'm sure the volunteer guy that is like loves curling and teaches idiot roanokers how to curl will be like oh my god yes will this sell me more tickets yeah maybe we can find out i thought about doing it but it's like it's you got to sign up either at the beginning of the season or halfway through the season. And I found out about it like the day after the halfway through the season mark started. Mm-mm-mm. So I'd have Ethan, you could have had a, you could have had a whole thing with you. That was also right at the same time as I was starting going to the gym. And so I was yeah, like, see. I feel like this is not going to help with my gym like pursuits. A totally wonky addition to the way you live your life. Wouldn't, wouldn't affect your gym membership. What? No, I just feel like I would just be in pain all of the time now. Oh, I see. Instead okay. of most of the time. How's your gym membership going? It's going well. It's going well yeah i'm enjoying it loving it but i'm still like after i get done with workouts i'm i'm useless really for physical labor yeah Mm. and i feel like going out there and trying to uh sweep ice is not the ideal way to recover you're just gonna have to learn on that one it's probably because you still haven't gotten quite into like how many weeks have you gone three times the same week uh a couple but like a lot of times there's something I, that, I pick, caught, I, that comes up yeah i picked a horrible time to start like right after the birth of yeah. your trainer's child no I mean, he's five or six months old well still a baby. but yeah but like yeah that that came up and there was a snowstorm and there was christmas and there was new year's and like and then now i'm gonna be gone a lot in january and early february that's me all the time i realized one day that I just say yes to all travel opportunities always. You and I, ye who <laughs> hates traveling. I don't hate traveling. I just don't have like much desire to see the world. Like it's just not a priority for me. Yeah, and it's not like a. I don't have a problem with people who travel. I don't think that well, travel is bad by can any I, means. Can I offer you some friend-to-friend advice? What? When people are, especially in, like, the Discord, when people are talking about their aspirations to travel um, and, and, and places they want to go, you coming in and being like, I don't really want to travel. I don't understand it. I do understand it. I get why people want to see the world. It, and I'm... It, it, it comes off in sort of a, a, like, y'all's dreams are stupid. I don't have anything to add to this conversation, but I'm still adding this conversation kind of way. Oh, I definitely know that that happens. I definitely know that I show up and I'm like, mm, travel's not really for me. And I know that that is I'm a like, thing that bothers you when other people do it, when they when they pop in to be like, I have nothing to add to this. Right. And it's like, well, okay then. Um, but at the same time, so, I just want to hang out. I'm just I trying to talk. gently let you know <laughs> that like you could possibly rephrase that a little bit instead of just well, being and- like, 
Traveling's just not a priority. Because, Traveling's not a priority. Because when, you, <laughs> but when you when you start, you you use a slightly condescending language about it, where it's like it's not my priority. It shouldn't be yours either. Right, and that's that's not my intention. Basically, no. my approach with travel is that like there are parts of the world that I want to see and I would prioritize, but I have so many other financial obligations right now that like the thought of prioritizing going to Spain just seems so incredibly irresponsible to me. And, like, my desire to go to Spain and, like, not speak the language and, I don't know, see Spain, I guess, is just, like, I don't know, I get so frustrated doing touristy things that, like, it just, it just is not a priority for me at all. I'll tell you, you have a great resource for traveling Europe in Chris Millahan. He went to a lot of Europe. He did, but he also did every single touristy thing that was possible. Mm Mm-hmm. And has a pretty headstrong guide developed in his mind about which touristy things are just absolutely not worth it. From what I understand, if you're going to Europe, you do have to go to the Louvre. But which don't I see the Mona Lisa. Don't see the Mona Lisa. Do go to the Guinness place. Yes. That's apparently like as cool as it sounds, like cooler than it sounds. Right. And don't like, just because it's a cliche, don't skip Rome. Right. Don't skip Rome. Rome is cool. Yeah. Um. My thing is, is I do want to, I really do want to travel Europe. Um. I know that that's cliche. I don't care. I don't have a whole ton of interest in the rest of the world. I want to see the rest of America. I want to see the rest of America. I'd love to go to parts of South America. Asia, I'm not interested in. Um. It sounds like a whole lot of food I don't like and, and just un manageable language barriers yeah yeah i feel like in europe it's like well i can kind of speak a lot of these languages right like i know i know spanish pretty darn well which means that like i could figure out road signs in italy right i could figure out nouns like i could find a bathroom i can order food like right not gonna be an issue i can sort of i could piece together italian i can't speak italian but like when people are speaking italian at me i could piece together what they're saying the roots of the verbs are pretty much the same to the point where like conjugation and, and tense doesn't really matter right i will say this you know how people talk about anxiety a lot and they get anxious about all sorts of things um i don't get a lot of anxiety i'm not typically embarrassed by things i will say that if i went to rome i would be anxious all the time while ordering food that i'm pronouncing the names of the food wrong even though literally every single american tourist does it i feel that and i would feel that i agree with you i'd feel that specifically about italy yeah i would feel about france as well italy no italy is one of the places that americans seem to have this this high horse specifically certain specifically certain parts of america have this high horse about pronouncing italian words properly yes like every time an american from the northeast is like i want my pizza with mozzarella i just want to literally put my fist through that person's face like you're american just pronounce it like we do you're not better than me because you're from the Bronx. Okay? You want mozzarella? You want mozzarella. You want ricotta in your lasagna. Not ricotta in your lasagna. Lasagna. I get it. I get it. I understand. But you're not from Italy. Your grandmother might be from Italy. You're not from Italy. Also, people that from Chicago, people from Chicago, you're not off the hook. It's a pierogi, not a pierogi. Hey, hey, it's a pedogi. okay? You're a different breed entirely. <laughs> We had this conversation. It's a nostalgia thing for you who hates nostalgia. Whatever. I don't hate I'm nostalgia. not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you on that one. But it is. It, if it's. A, it could be a pierogi. It can be a padugi. It can be a pazuzu. <laughs> it's whatever you want. Pidugi. It is. It is certainly under no cer- circumstances a pierogi. Pierogi. That's not an American word. This is. What do you think about? We were talking about this recently. A deep dish pizza coming to Chicago. Listen, I don't have a problem with your pie full of pizza. I really don't like a pie dish full of pizza. I think you've made a fun, exciting 
product here, Chicago. But when we talk about like the gold standard of pizza, if I have to clarify this is deep dish pizza and this is pizza, referring to New York style pizza, there's already a clear winner. Look. I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia, to a father from, much like you did, to a father from New York. And I don't know how yes. your dad feels about this, but my dad had very strong opinions about pizza. We ate, uh, the only pizza we would order for a long time was Frank's. Was Frank's. I had Frank's pizza the other day for the first time in probably 15 years. What do you think of Frank's? That place is excellent. Frank, I'm talking Frank's by Coles. No, wrong. Wrong Frank's. Frank's on Brambleton. Frank's next to the old Sonic. Now, I believe those are similar owners but different food pizzas yeah. yeah frank's frank's next to cole's sucks i've made that mistake one time but my dad liked frank's on brambleton because he could get sicilian pizza which is the big fat square one he's from new york and he wants a fat pizza yeah no it's a sicilian pizza it's just it's like it's not deep dish it's just like really thick crust mm. it's supposed to be like like and it, it it only came in margarita right yeah with like it's always like, how it is it's got tomato sauce it's got like chunks of mozzarella and like basil see i'm not a big margarita pizza guy i'm not either but i have yet here's the thing though i grew up in Roanoke, Virginia, which is not a place necessarily known for its pizza. A long time no. for, for a long time, your options were Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's, Frank's, and Frank's. Right. There's two Frank's. There was two Frank's. They were different. If you lived on this side of town, at least. I mean, there was Humble Pie out in Salem. I think it's still there. They're not bad. Um, Humble Pie. And then Vinton. There's New York Pizza, which York people pizza. swear people, is the best pizza is. in town. It is. It is absolutely it's the not. best pizza. In, yes, it is. It's too greasy. No, it's absolutely the best pizza in town. It is. You're just ordering the wrong thing. They have really good pizza, but... It's in Vinton. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want me to go to Vinton, you've asked way too much. You've asked too much way too much for pizza. That's the now, thing. Is like, that's, that's like, that's not, it's not a huge drive, but it's just massively inconvenient. Because then you're stuck out in Vinton. Yeah. And it's like, that's the only place in Roanoke where I feel the need to lock the doors on my car. Like, it's, you really shouldn't either. It's a fine part of Vinton that it's in. It no, is but barely it's outside of Roanoke. Just, <laughs> it just looks horrifying. I mean, it's like across the street from a Kroger. It's not like a scary place or anything. Not the New York pizza. What I'm talking about, the part of Vinton you have to go through to get there, mm -hmm. where it's like with the pawn shop, with the two one-way shop, abandoned park, another pawn shop. Yeah, um, I will say this about pizza. On the topic of chain pizza, there was a long time in my life. I'd say probably eight years. I would say yeah, probably 16 to 24, where I was concerning myself with which chain pizza was the best, and I was asking the wrong question. I have a certified was, option for you here. A, no, a I, certified I was, opinion. I was I was looking at Domino's and Papa John's. Okay, and what I learned going to parties at Ben Carlin's house, I didn't realize <laughs> this. Because while I was busy worrying about Domino's and Papa John's, Pizza Hut started making the best pizza in the game. They just did not. They did. They did not. It's Domino's. It's not It's Domino's absolutely even. Domino's. I love not. Domino's. Domino's. There was a time where I was hungover as all get out. And I said, you know what? I'm going to have some Modino's. And it made everything worse. Okay, how does pizza make a hangover worse, Ethan? Look, you can't blame your body. I mean, you can't blame oh, Dom I... you can't blame Domino's for your body's irresponsibility. Listen, <laughs> I'm sorry that your body did not handle that pizza correctly, and that's an unfortunate thing. But Pizza Hut is just overblown garlic bread. It's not Ethan. When you brought Pizza Hut for the Google Hangout, which don't do tonight, but when you brought Pizza Hut for the Google Hangout last time, a few times ago. Okay, I'm done. First of all, I'm done bringing things to the Google Hangout for a while. Okay, <laughs> you don't have to bring anything. <laughs> Well, there was, I like, was very, three weeks every where time you were like, I've hey, can you just stop and pick up some beer? And then you were like, hey, can you just stop and spend $20 on a pizza? Every single time I would say that, I was joking. And every single time you would do it. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'm not going to stop him. If he wants to get pizza and beer, I'll let him do it. Well, anyway, um, you're pitching in the next time. Uh, but uh, you brought that pizza head here. And that was, like, the best pizza 
ever. Now let me be clear. No, yeah, and this, chain and this pizza, is why you were eating a different product than restaurant pizza. Yes, but this is why is because the best pizza, no matter what, the best pizza is the pizza that is in front of me. That's true. Yeah. No, I'm not. And this was the point I was about to make. Those I grew up in Roanoke with a very unsophisticated palate for pizza. I have it's like, it, like I, I am a simple yes. man. Okay, I like my pizza with crust, sauce, cheese. And meat. That is how I prefer my pizza. I have yet to meet a pizza that I did not like that had crust, sauce, cheese, and meat. I used to work at a really good pizza joint. Brickhouse had great pizza. Mm, Everywhere has great pie. pizza. Everywhere that makes pizza has great pizza. You know why? Because pizza is delicious. Right. It's, it's bread and cheese and sauce like and meat. You, you can, the best pizza, it's the same adage. You're like, what, what's your favorite flavor of beer? Free. What about after that? Cold. Right. My favorite pi my favorite pizza is the pizza sitting on some sort of flat device in front of me. <laughs> Typically part of the pizza box. Typically just the pizza box. Right. That I have we have unfolded and I have put ranch on my corner. Ethan's Ethan's turnaround with ranch has been a life-changing re revelation. Ethan for years would say ranch was the most disgusting thing in the world. And then one day he was like, wait a minute, this is awesome. It was it was breakout that did it for me and you know i'm here for it i'm here for ethan's love because i was eating a brick house pizza that was 75 percent crust and i was at a table with somebody that, that had ranch and i was like hey I, can i borrow some of that ranch for this crust and i just dipped it and i think that was probably the first time i'd ever actually had ranch in my life <laughs> i just knew that ranch was like 99.9 percent .9 mayonnaise and i hate mayonnaise it is not mayonnaise at all yeah it is ranch is mayonnaise yeah no yeah uh-uh what else would it be ranch okay it's it's mayonnaise with a packet in it you can make ranch dressing yourself you get a hidden valley ranch packet and some mayonnaise i don't think you do buttermilk salt garlic onion mustard herbs uh chives parsley dill and spices black pepper paprika and ground mustard seed based on mayonnaise <laughs> <laughs> I never would have thought of yeah. ranch and mayonnaise at the same time. They don't white. taste the same at all. They're white, though, because mayonnaise yeah, doesn't taste like anything. This is ranch what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about on the show last week. Mayonnaise only subtracts. Mayonnaise only adds. No, it does mayonnaise not. Is mayonnaise is the best. Mayonnaise is disgusting. It doesn't taste like anything. It tastes like rotten egg whites. It's just overly creamy. No, I love no, mayo. You know, you, know, you know what mayo is? Mayo is the constant experience of getting halfway through that loaded grill or burrito from Taco Bell. You know what I'm talking about? The loaded... The, 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 the load of grilly thing, the little dollar fifty taco thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you're getting halfway through that and you get a pocket of nothing but tortilla and sour cream. That's a good no, time. No, it's then. not. That's a horrible time. That's an awful time. And that is what mayonnaise on a sandwich is like constantly. You're eating an entire sandwich full of that pocket. I, hate I love that. mayonnaise. I just can't imagine not liking mayonnaise. I just don't. I put mayonnaise, I put mayonnaise on my hot dog. I do. Oh my god. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. It's That's not meat. even Chicago style. That's not even anything style. That's wrong. No, no. It's right. You Bun, meat, mayo, ketchup. That's 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 a that's just a that's a long burger. You got bun, meat, mustard, ketchup. Nah, mustard and me have never been good friends. I respect mustard, and there are times, but a hot dog is no time. Mustard for this. is a refined condiment. Mustard is a refined. You have any you, gray poop? You know why? You know why? Because sour is a good flavor. Yes. Anytime you can add that in, like a good a good vinaigrette, sublime. Mm. Because that tang, tangy. Is what you're looking for. Mustard is tangy, and it's a delightful flavor. I tell you what, I will amend my 
hot dog. Here's the thing with hot dogs also. I never eat hot dog. What kind of person eats a hot dog? That's No, yeah, no, never. It's like you're at a Why on earth? You're literally would you at a ballpark. Right. Yeah, why would you ever make a hot dog? Uh, other than that they're cheap, which is they are a good enough incredibly reason. inexpensive. Yeah. Yeah, good enough reason for me. Uh, they're also But that's the thing is though. I I I I avoid hot dogs because people are like, "Oh, hot dogs are terrible for you." And then every time I bite into a hot dog, I'm like, "This is freaking delicious." Oh no. Oh no. I've been and thinking like, Don't you know what's in that? It's like 90% pig butt. And I'm like, "Okay." And it's 100% awesome. Is, yeah, rump roast is delicious. Not that kind of butt. What kind of butt were you talking about? It's just like just like pig parts. Oh yeah. No, I get that. But I mean, it's been ground up, whatever. It tastes fine. You're not going to bite into it and get bone or anything. I have. Really? I will never eat another god Oscar Mayer hot dog as long as I live. Yeah. You're a Hebrew National guy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Hebrew National makes a hell of a dog. Now, Oscar Mayer cheese franks. The ones that have cheese in them. Right. You wrap that in a Pillsbury Crescent, make a giant pig in a blanket. Delicious. We used to make pigs in a blanket every day at our house when we lived together. Because you would just kind of do that, and I was not going to complain. Well, yeah, because it was like, this cost me 30 cents. Right. And it's super you would, delicious. You would come home from the grocery store with like a 30 rack of beer. <laughs> crescent rolls. Ramen, <laughs> crescent rolls, and little Smokies. <laughs> that was that was my diet. I, I mean, because Brickhouse would feed me pizza. Oh, that was pre-Brickhouse, brother. Oh, yeah. I would do hamburger helper a lot too. That made me feel like a real cook. Yeah. And then one day I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm done with hamburger helper. <laughs> You've seen the like hamburger helper knockoff that's like ground beef assistant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's me, All right. actually. I'm the ground beef assistant. Cool. Anyway, so let's get back to Interstellar. Yeah, let's do some rankings. Let's let's talk about Matt Damon as a villain. Let's, ooh, Matt Damon. My wife just opened the door with a cinnamon roll. What a great thing. I know. I had a bagel this morning. I had a donut. A donut? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had a bagel with uh, butter and jelly. It was delicious. I think you're doing bagels wrong. No, it was delicious. It wasn't like an everything bagel. You want to hear me chewing on the podcast? Is that what you No. Mean? This was a lot more chewing than I anticipated. Okay. So we need to rank the film, rank the villain, and then and give it a breakfast food. Okay. You seem like totally blown away by this. No. I just like, I'm just trying to think. Oh, I've got it. Okay. Well, hang on. Um. Well, Matt, Matt Damon is sort of a villain. He tries to kill our lead. Yeah. But like time is the villain. Relativity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that's, it's, it's literally like a race against time right those darn ocean swells are really what what put the nail in the coffin right like that was that was well then you know the 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 black hole thing i think the other problem here's, okay is, so here's the only problem i have with the ending of this is that he knows he's not gonna stay so why on earth would he write stay in binary no because that seems kind of dumb no it doesn't what do you mean no it doesn't he writes stay before he's figured out figured it out yeah but he must have known when he was writing stay in binary that his daughter like he must have remembered he wasn't writing stay in like, binary he was writing stay in morse you're right. He wrote the coordinates in binary. He wrote the coordinates in binary after he figured it out. That's the thing, is he's trying to make himself stay so he never gets to where he is because he thinks he's going to spend his whole life trapped in that black hole and he's never going to get to see his daughter again, so he's writing stay. That's before he figures it out. Gotcha. Then he writes, Seems then he realizes he's not going to stay. He writes the coordinates on the watch in binary. Mm -hmm. Well, he writes the coordinates in binary in the sand and he writes the equation in Morse. In Morse. If anybody is the villain, it's it's Michael Caine. Because he sent him up. Because he sent everybody up knowing that, knowing that the mission wasn't going to work. I can't believe you didn't like the 
robots, man. Yeah, no, I was not. I thought this was. I thought this was the best iteration of like helpful robots in a science fiction movie. I loved how human they were. I, st- I think that like when you show your children this movie, they're gonna be like, man. This is dated. Well, it's supposed to feel dated. I know, but I think that they could have been more creative with their robot design. Right, but the robots are supposed to feel dated. They're old technology. Dr. Brand literally even says, like, this is the best they could come up with. This is the best the government had. I still don't like them. I had no issue. I love the robots. I love the fact that TARS is Lou Luhu from The Grinch. (laughs) Is that who that That is? That is who that is. I figured they must have been. I love that there were different actors for the robots. I did like that. The case and Tars had different voices. I would have liked a little Anthony Daniels cameo, though. That would have been nice. I would not. We need less of that. Uh, you probably wouldn't recognize me because of the red arm. But no, yeah, if anybody... It, but, but Relativity is the, the villain, and it's... I mean, it's better than the iceberg, man. Like, it's the greatest villain of all time. Because it kills everybody? It kills everybody. Time kills everyone. Ever. Yes. Everybody ever has died because of time. Yeah. It's like Titanic Iceberg... Mosquitoes. Time. Time. <laughs> time kills all. Right. Okay. I know what breakfast food this is. Do we need to rank it? Because I think it goes below Toy Story. Which one? Oh, the the collection. If it beats any, it beats the first one. Okay. You just started in a completely different spot than I did. Where would you have started? This is better than Jurassic Park. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. It's not better. It than just Jurassic is. Park. It just is. <laughs> it just isn't. It is. Oh, I could not disagree more. Jurassic Park is so much better than this. How? In what way? Uh, it's definitely more timeless, as evidenced by the fact that it's been thirty years, which is an argument you made in this discussion about why a film matters. Um. It's the pseudoscience, I think, in Jurassic Park makes more sense. Uh, I think it's maybe not shot better, but... It's definitely not shot better. Yeah, that's Chris Nolan. Uh, It's also Jurassic Park. Well, I mean, if we're just basing things on pseudoscience, though, then let's go ahead and just cut everything we've got planned and review The Martian next week, and you put that number one. I do like The Martian, but I wouldn't put The Martian in Jurassic Park Yeah, but the pseudoscience in that one's perfect. It is. Maybe. I don't really know how Mars works. I'm not smart enough to argue with that one. No, that was the whole thing, though. <clears throat> is that it should is, work? No, is that, like, they, they did the work on that one. They got that one right. Well, that one works until the end, though, and he's like, I'm Iron Man. And he propels himself. I'm not sure that's how that would work. I mean, it would have been... They, they've ta- they've NASA's basically said it would work, but you would not have control to the degree he Wouldn't, had. Right. But, like, the, the science is behind that working. It would just be such an enormous amount of chance. Right. That, like, there was a 99.9 repeating chance that he just missed entirely and drifted into space forever. And died. Yes. No, I mean, this is a really good movie. I just think that, like, the ending is so unsatisfying for me. Like, I don't know. I, I don't like, really, basically the entire close of it. Basically, after going into the black hole and after that. I've lost interest in this movie. I mean, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I just think you're wrong. Because I just think that, like, the the scene in the end where it's like, oh, we're playing baseball with near Saturn. You know, the whole thing is like, uh, okay, that's nice. And then he gets on the, he steals one of the ships and flies back and meets Brand or whatever. Right. On the black hole thing. I was so, like, unsold on that whole thing. Like, the, I can touch time and space. I'm in the fifth dimension. You know, I just don't think there's a way to portray that on screen that will satisfy me. But that's the whole point is they're they're rendering it in th- in 3D. But he like it just like it didn't give me answers that I thought I was going to get and it it wasn't interesting. I figured they were going to I understand that it was like, oh, the they is us and a future civilization of humans is the ones who's going to figure this out and set all this up for us. And just like all of time and space boils down to a little girl's bedroom for this man. That's what it all revolves around. And well, it seems paradoxical and it seems silly. Why though? It just like, why that girl? Why does it go to her? And why does he type out more, stay in Morse code? He knows that that conversation with her happens where he doesn't stay. 
Right. He wants to stay. He hasn't figured it out yet. I don't know what you mean he hasn't figured it out yet. He's If he's punching out the Morse code, he's figured it out. No, he hasn't figured out that he is the one that needs to be there. He has that revelation immediately after that. Did you watch the movie? Yeah, I did. He has that revelation immediately he, after that. But, but he knows, like, Matthew McConaughey must remember being in her room and seeing her right out stay and figuring that out. He must know that that's him doing that, and he must know that he doesn't stay. So why would he do it? To make himself stay! But he knows that he doesn't, and he knows that he reads the message to stay and he doesn't. But he wants to change time! That's, that's that all he's figured work. out at that point is that he can affect the past. But he can't affect the past. No, he hasn't he's figured that out yet. Happened. You're looking for flaws that aren't there because there you, you think there. no. You're accepting. You're, no, I'm you're not. Forgiving I'm flaws not. That aren't I'm there. not. You're just not paying attention. I am paying attention. You're not paying attention. He has that revelation immediately after that. He talks to Tars. He figures out that he's the one that has to be there. It has to be her. It has to be him. It has to be them together. He figures that out immediately after that. That's why he switches to giving them the coordinates so that he finds NASA. That's why he switches to give out the the code to the equation so that they can save humanity he makes the sacrifice i don't know i thought that whole sequence was just silly well then write it off as silly man i mean that's what you're gonna do then you're gonna do that i can't change your mind on that it makes absolute sense it just seemed like a weird, weird turn for the movie to go. That's where it completely lost. I, I don't know. Then watch it again. Because I've seen it more than once. And I watched it and I was like, I mean, I understand what's happening, Ethan. It's not like I don't get well, you it. You just said you don't get it. You're just saying that you don't understand what's happening. That's what no, just I came understand out of your mouth. What's, is that why no, would he I'm write saying, this? I don't get why he would write it. And that's where the movie loses me as an interested fan. I don't get that that, like, I don't get why that's where the story went. I don't get, like, you could you could have written it so many different ways. And instead you chose to control time and matter and relativity. Well, and so how would you have written it? That the, what did you want? I don't know. What did you want out of it? I don't know, but that's not what I would have done. Okay, but what do you want out of it? What what would have been a satisfying ending to you? He just dies? He could have made the necessary sacrifice to send something back. He did. He but jumped he did, into a black hole. This, yeah, but he went into this weird magic place. He didn't know that was going to happen. we can control five dimensions. I understand that. He made the sacrifice. He jumped into the black hole so they could lose the weight so Bran could get around the black hole to get to the planet and to save Earth. To save humanity. Great. Stop there. Why? What does it matter? Because there's just this weird, like, flex of special effects at the end. It just It's not like, a flex of special effects. It was. You know, Toy Story 1, you got a great end there the the toys land in the car with with andy you gotta you know they're all together again and to infinity and beyond you know car chase it's a good time this is just like a weird confusing thing where like he can sort of control what's going on in the room but not really he can't really get in there but he can if it's near the bookshelf mess with the time so turner you, you piece. didn't feel like any emotion toward that conclusion not at all no i thought it was stupid whatever that's fine i thought it was like why why on earth would you okay take i'm, this I'm this hearing direction? you dude i hear you it's, it's silly it's whatever that's cool i thought the rest of the movie was wonderful all right then put it below venom dude whatever like that's not what i'm saying and I don't know why you're reacting. Because you're saying that the ending is stupid for uh, just because it's stupid. Because that's your your entire justification is to go, well, this is silly. I think it's silly. Therefore, it's a bad movie. No, I'm, you're asking me to rate it and what reasons I don't like it. I you're think not giving that me a reason. You're just saying it's silly. The that's rest not of the reason. movie didn't build up to that poor ending. The rules don't well, work in okay, there. Okay, then, the, then, then drop Infinity War to the bottom of the list. Infinity War's not on this No, list. but, uh, but go back to that War. list, reopen that list, and drop Infinity War all the way to the bottom below The Phantom Menace. If that's what we're going to rate Rumi's on, as whether or not the rest of the movie led up to that ending, then Infinity War is a big old fat goose egg. I don't know why you're reacting this way and why you're so upset. I'm not saying to put it that low. I gave it a top five position position on this list yeah but it's better than toy story like these are it's just these not. are kids movies these are movies about talking toys we're not in the same galaxy dude yeah kid movies about talking toys that tell an excellent story from beginning to end it doesn't there's no there's no like there's no circumstance
circumstance under which Toy Story compares. Toy Story is better than this movie. It's just not. Pixar's not even on this level. Pixar can't dream this hard. Oh, I just disagree with you so this much. This is a better movie. No animated movie will ever come close to this. Ever. Oh, I just disagree with you. Ever. No Wall animated movie. Wally is better than this. Th th no, absolutely not. You're just insulting it now. No, and Wally, like this, has an unsatisfying ending. The ending is satisfying. No, the ending to this is not satisfying. The whole, from when he goes into the black hole to the end of the film is unsatisfying. Because it's silly. It doesn't make any sense. Just watch it again. I've seen it more than once, Ethan. Yeah, but and you're like, not I'm, paying attention. You're not listening. I am paying attention. You're not. I though, am listening. Because you're just keep you just keep saying, I don't understand why he wrote that. I don't understand why he wrote that. I don't understand why he wrote that. It's silly. And I explained to you why he wrote that, and you just said I don't understand why he wrote that. So we're not getting it. It doesn't make any it sense. It does make sense though. Why would he Ugh, it does not make any sense. You think this is better than Jurassic Park, really? Yeah. This is not better. I didn't than put Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park on my top ten list. This is not better than Jurassic Park. Okay. I'll give you a Toy Story because that appears to be very important to you, but this no, is No, I mean, we'll, we can put it below Toy Story. Just, I don't feel like you have a compelling reason for it. I don't feel like you have a compelling reason for it to be better than Toy Story. It's just a better movie. It's it's one of the most, it's one of the greatest shot movies ever made, ever in history. I mean, Toy Story was animated. It's not shot, but it was still... And that's why it'll never compete, ever. That's why an animated movie will never effects. compete. That is why an animated movie will never compete to a movie like this. Oh, I just disagree. There because you can do well whatever you want. Well you can, you can do films. whatever you want with animation. There is no limit to possibility. There's nothing, there's no, there's no trick to it. There's no like, yes, animation is hard work. It takes a long time. I get that. But you can do whatever you want. So? You don't have to make an, there's, still, no, there's no acting. You don't have to make an actor do anything. It's voice acting. They still acting. establish and obey rules. And it's not about how hard it is to make the film. It's about how good the final product is. And the final product of a live action movie is better than a pro final product of an animated movie 10 out of 10 times. Disagreed. And before you, before people in the them. comments are like, well, Small Soldiers is live action. Apples and oranges. That's a bad story. What is Small Soldiers? It's Toy Story, but live action, and it's bad. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm very surprised that you think this is better than Toy Story. I'm very surprised. Like, I know that you have this hardline stance about animation not being the same as, as It's just not as good. Made it's just cameras, not as good. But I like, I'm very shocked that you feel that way. That being said, we can put this at number two. No, I mean, I that's fine. We'll put it at number five. Part. It's whatever. No. I think, I mean, if you, if it's that important, it's to not you, that important you know, to me. It I sounds just, like, it's not that it sounds like this landed with you a lot better than it did with me. And you know, maybe whatever. I mean, if, if you really think it's better than the, the toy story series, I'm happy to put no, it. At number no, two. it's fine. We'll put it at number five. I just would love a compelling answer for you as to why you don't like the ending. And all you're telling me is that it's silly. And I just don't, that doesn't land. That doesn't land with me. So we'll put it at number five. It's fine. Or four, whatever the hell. Exactly what Adam Graham said from the Detroit News. I couldn't agree more with this. Interstellar is a grand undertaking, but in shooting for the stars, it loses its footing. It goes to infinity beyond when Finney would have been plenty. If he had just thrown himself into the black hole and sacrificed himself, you've got a great hero's journey. You've got a great ending. You've got humanity saved on Brand's planet. You've got a story that satisfies, but it, it goes beyond and it's like a weird and it never, get, it never gets talked mind about it never ending. gets talked about again because it's just another space movie where somebody dies I just disagree it just, it, people are still talking about Armageddon people are still talking about gravity people are still talking about people shouldn't moon. be talking about gravity okay and gravity nobody dies in gravity people are still talking about it because he because she lives there is no circumstance where the first where honestly the three act structure of this film does not matter people are still talking about the Martian because he lives but I think had he died you've got a great story No, because think, he died you've got a movie that killed Matthew McConaughey and nobody wants to watch it that I'd watch it. That'd be tragic. It would be wonderful. It'd be beautiful. You are not Joe Filmgoer. You're not Joe Filmgoer. 
you have like a prejudice, a positive prejudice towards these space movies. Yes, and you asked me to review one of my all-time favorite movies. You asked me to review a, a movie that was on my list, but not your list. And then you're telling me not to defend it. I'm allowing you to defend it, but you're asking why I don't like it, and I'm telling and you're, you. I, you're, but you're, but the, I, and, and you're allowed to not like it, and that's fine, but all your defense was, was I don't like it because it's silly. And then I started giving you reasons, and then you keep coming back to me saying it's silly. You're not listening to what I'm saying. I am listening, but you're not saying anything other than that you don't get why he said that, which I explained, and then you don't get why he said that, which I explained, and then you don't get why he said that, which I explained, and then it's silly. But I said, like, the rules in the little 5D world don't make any sense, which is annoying and dumb. Why is his communicator working? Why is because Tars isn't there with coordinates? him? Right, but why? Like, where? I don't How know. How does time and space work in here? Like, it doesn't make any sense at all. So, I no, that, I did not like the ending of this film. So, I would put it. If you'd ask me where I'd put it, I'd put it below the Toy Story film. Sounds like you know, I, I think otherwise. It's a very good movie. That's with some very good competition. I think compared to a lot of the other things we're going to talk about, it's a very good film. Um, then it's going to stay towards the top. If you feel like you know it, it lands with you and it, it's a quality film, I'm happy to put it at number no, I mean, two. Below I just Park. said we could put it below Toy Story. It's fine. But I'm not, like, you're going to have to keep fighting for Toy Story. Okay. I don't think I have a problem with fighting for Toy Story. I think those are incredible films. I, and and they're very good films. They're not going to They're not gonna hold up. I can tell you straight up. They're not going to hold up to The Dark Knight. I agree with you. Like, I'm not even going to hear an argument for that. I'm with you there. Okay. Just letting you know. But I don't know about Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't know about Jurassic Park. I, I know where I would put The Dark Knight. I do not. I will need to revisit it. I do know that next week we will be starting that trilogy with Batman Begins. Yep. Are we announcing that right and now? We do need uh Is yes. That, I guess we'll we can announce that. We have four days before this comes out. So. Right. Okay, well cool. And then we'll put it below the Toy Story movies. Okay. Begrudgingly. But we'll put it below the Toy Story movies. Okay. So next week is uh, Batman Begins with hopefully Ryan George. He's signed on to do that from Screen Rant. Uh, we just got to make sure the scheduling and everything works with him. And then we'll continue through that. And then we'll do some Lego. And then we'll do a bunch of other things. We're going to do a whole um, month of animated movies. Yep. So you, that we, we can we can say that we cover animated movies here. We do indeed. Because that has been the sticking point so far. Yes. But we will cover animated We'll cover films. animated movies. And then we'll go back to real movies. You're <laughs> uh, not going to win me on that li one. Live action real movies uh but yeah that's that's all i've got for you that's also all i've got for you uh you can find everything in the description we're already over time and tie us to go so you can find everything in the description it's all down there music merch whatever you want buy some stuff join patreon it's awesome we're gonna have a lot of fun at podcon if you're listening to this on thursday and you're gonna be at podcon shoot us a message and we'll find you yeah Yay. podcon yeah awesome yeah i've been the he's been tyler carlin until next week arriba dirty uh it's all about space and time or something